Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And yes, I'm still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I'm enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is so great and he is greatly to be praised on this Tuesday. This tell it like it is Tuesday. And I'm telling y'all, I got a word. I got a word. Glory to God that 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 may encourage, that may enlighten. And so I'm I'm just eager to get it out, <laughs> eager to get it out. But I would like to give a shout out to my fellow brother and sister in Christ from I believe it's North Carolina. I hope we I got that right. North Carolina or South Carolina, but it's in the Carolinas. Glory to God. Sister Jessica Williams got married to actually Minister Williams. He's not. He's he was not related to her like that before they got married, but they both are Williams and y'all. I'm so excited because this is a kingdom marriage. This is a kingdom marriage. Both of them are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And both of them was working in their church. And I'm like, oh, glory to God. I'm so excited about what God is doing. So again, I had to give a shout out and a congratulations to this kingdom marriage, to this kingdom couple, glory to God, that just wed on uh, this past Sunday. Glory to God. Yes, all glory to God for his kingdom. And so anyway. Anyway, that's my good thing uh, on today. I'm excited. I'm excited. And so that's why I have to deal with this on today. I have to deal with this on today because ladies, we don't want, we do not want to marry a counterfeit. And that is what I'm going to be talking about on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday. You are not the hubby. You are not the hubby. In parentheses, the counterfeit. So I'm going to really give you like three main counterfeits that I've been, you know, that is very popular nowadays in the religious, in the church world. I'm saying quotes for y'all that's listening to me. I'm putting them in little quotes because I don't want my single sisters to get hurt. I don't want my single sisters to have to go through like unnecessary, like pain and unnecessary confusion when you can just get married the right way. And so I'm mainly talking to those that are saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I really want to, first of all, encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Second of all, to enlighten you to these three main types that's coming up in a church building or that may be in the church. Glory to God, not in God's church, but in the church that may be coming up in the church building. Glory to God, or they're already in the church building. So you got to keep your eyes open. You got to stay prayed up, watch and pray. But anyway, we're going to start out with the definition of counterfeit. The definition of counterfeit. An imitation made to deceive. An imitation made to deceive. If you don't think the devil will use a man to come and take you out to take you out of the church building or to take you away from what you've been standing on in Christ, to take you away from what is right according to the word of God, you got to be kidding, you got to be kidding yourself. But the devil will send you this type of man, an imitation made to deceive you. He may look like everything that you prayed for, but yet he don't have the Holy Ghost, the counterfeit. Because God is not telling you to marry a man and you're saved. He's not telling you to marry a man that is unsaved. And I'm, I'm talking about like 
you tying a knot right then. Perhaps he may have showed you that, hey, this man is one day going to be my husband. But you don't marry him and he's still unsaved. That's what I'm talking about. So, mm -mm. so the counterfeit, an imitation made to deceive. An imitation made to deceive. Something that so closely resembles something else as to mislead. So, I'm telling y'all, it will resemble, it will, it will be so close. See, the devil loves to come so close to the truth, but it's not truth. That's how people are being deceived today. Because the devil is mixing some lies and some truth. Because, see, when you want to please the flesh, you want to take out the word of God that's going to come against your flesh and what you want to do. You want to see it your way. So you're going to misinterpret the scriptures. And you're going to do what you want to do because you want this, this natural body and you're just you to feel so comfy. But sometimes the word comes to cut us. Sometimes the word, it cuts us because it's cutting those things out of us that is not like him. And so when you have these people talking to them, they want to be, they want to be close to God. They so spiritual, but yet you're not obeying the word. I, I can't even get in that. You're not even obeying the word of God. You, you're not even obeying the word of God in its totality. So that's why we're talking about the counterfeit. Because he'll be talking all this good stuff. Mixing, mixing scripture. Mixing some of his thoughts. And, and just twirling it around. So he can be comfortable in his mess. No. God is calling us to greater. God is calling us to holiness. And the standard of holiness is high. And some men, even some women, don't want to come up to it. So they will settle for the counterfeit. And I'm encouraging y'all on today. Do not settle for the counterfeit. Because you want your life to be blessed. I almost cried. And I'm watching a wedding virtually. Uh, the Williams wedding virtually. And I almost cried. And I probably did tear particular of my eye. Because I'm like this is so beautiful. When you have two Holy Ghost filled people. That love the Lord. That's working in the church. That's obeying the word of God. That is serving. I mean this is beautiful. When they come together in marriage. And these are young people. I don't even think they're 30 yet. It's so beautiful when we do it God's way. So I'm just encouraging you all on today. Like, do not settle for the counterfeit because it's not worth it. And I'm going to try to make this short as I can because I know some people's attention span is short. But anyway, we're going to start off by this scripture that many people misinterpret. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So it's so clear. If you are a believer in Christ, I'm not talking about you just believe in God. I'm talking about if you are a believer where you believe the entire word of God, where you was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you are now walking in holiness, living your work, living your life by the word of God because you believe in God and his word. That is a believer. Because if you believe that Jesus died, he rose, he rose again, then you're going to believe that you need to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the Holy Ghost. All of this is in the same Bible. It's in Acts 2.38. Check it out. So we have no business as saved, sanctified young ladies being unequally yoked, tied together, marrying somebody that is an unbeliever. That is what the scripture says. And that is what we go by. And God did this for our benefit. I mean, it's so beautiful. Anyway. 
For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? Like I'm trying to understand. You talking about you righteousness. This man is unrighteous. How y'all fellowshipping? How y'all getting together? He don't even have all the same values. Now he may have some natural values as you, but what about the biblical and spiritual values? What about those according to God's word? So how is you fellowshipping with somebody that's not in right standing with God? Because perhaps you are unrighteous yourself. If you're going to go along with this. So what fellowship have righteous with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? How? He is unsaved. He is unsaved. You are the light. You are the light. How? How is this even mixing? How is this getting along? How? It shouldn't. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh-uh. So that's 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. You can read the rest of that in your spare time. But even when, I'm telling y'all, let me give y'all some experience. When I was in my younger days, 18, 19, 20, I'm 39 now, and I walked away from the Lord, walked away from the church and what I believed to be true because I let the devil take over my mind, unfortunately. And I was talking to somebody that was unsaved. I had backslid away from church. I was talking to an unbeliever, okay? I was so aggravated. I was so frustrated because, see, I was filled with the Holy Ghost at one time. But when I met him, like the Holy Ghost was like, bye-bye, left. <laughs> so anyway, because like, hey, light and darkness ain't going to mix. Like you either want God or you want the world or you want to please yourself. So Holy Ghost was like, bye-bye, like the Holy Ghost left. And so anyway, even, even with that, I was so annoyed because this man did not want to come to church with me. He did not want to come to the church building. When I say church, I'm use church and church building interchangeably. But we know, we all know that the people that are baptized believers in Christ is the church. Okay. When I say church, church building, I might use it interchangeably. But anyway, he didn't want to go to the church building with me. And it used to frustrate me. I get up every Sunday or whatever and go to church. You know, and at that time I had my children and I would go and then he would not want to go. And so I was like, oh, my God, like you get on my nerves. And then he didn't want to change. And see, I was wanting him to be saved, live a saved life. And he wasn't saved. And so I was frustrated myself because I'm like, you need to stop doing this. Like you shouldn't be drinking or you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be smoking and you shouldn't be cursing. And you uh, he wasn't saved. So I'm trying to save him. Like Saul say, save him. He didn't want to be saved. And so it aggravated me. And I was not even like, I was just going to the church building, but I was not professing to be saved at this moment because I had backslid away from the church, but I still like going to the church building, maybe out of tradition, maybe because I love feeling the presence of the Lord and just, just being in that atmosphere. But I, and the way I was trained in holiness, like just, it was always in me to come. Um, so I was coming, not being a hypocrite now, because we about to get to that kind of church, boy, not being a hypocrite. Because I like to say, I profess to be saved. I had no positions. I was just coming. And so anyway, I would get aggravated. I would get aggravated because this man did not want to change his weak ways. But, and then one day God woke me up and was like, yeah, he's not saved. He's not saved. And matter of fact, you're, you're not in right standing with me either. So I had to open up my eyes and say, I got to get myself right. And so I came back to the Lord and I got myself right with God in repentance. And he, he renewed me and he reclaimed me. Glory to God. And so 
I had to let him go because I couldn't save him because he didn't want to be saved. And so I let him go because I'm like, this is not going to work. Like how I wanted my children to live in a home without cursing, um, uh, smoking or drinking or worldly music um, that was like toxic and all of this. How I wanted my children to grow up in holiness. He didn't care. He didn't think that was that was of a concern. His thing was like long as he provided food or clothes and food, clothes, shelter, or stuff like that, that's all they needed. So he he had different views than me. I'm like, you got to be a godly man to be an example to your son and be a godly father that your your daughters will look up to and one day want to marry a man like you. That wasn't his vision. That wasn't his goals. So I had to let him go because I'm like, hey, my children got to grow up in holiness. My children got to grow up seeing what holiness looks like in person, not not you go to church with kids, I stay at home, and I still live like the devil. No, I wanted my children to see the real thing, and so I gave my life to Christ. I began to live in a holy way, and now, yes, I'm a single mom. He's not living with me, absolutely not, because I'm walking in holiness, and I'm basically raising them by myself. And so I knew God arranged things to be that way on purpose, because I'm raising kingdom children kingdom children that will be able to represent God in the earth, represent God at school, represent God wherever they are at. So I thank the Lord for it. But anyway, that's why I know surely I never, man, marriage. I was like, no, ain't no way I can marry him because this ain't going to work. So anyway, I was, I was, I was deep in sin with the man. And I still was like, you know where I'm going to marry him because I want my children to grow up in holiness. And I want a holy husband because I know what that looks like. My father was a holy husband and he follows the word of God. And I knew what that looked like. I read it for myself. So I'm like, mm-mm, uh-uh. So I, I thank God for delivering me. Uh, glory got them years ago. And now I am waiting on my godly smiles, my kingdom man of God. And I know that he is coming soon. Glory to God. God is just working on him right now, but he is coming soon. Glory to God. And so, but we're going to get into these three type of men. I call the number one, the number one, the number one man that is, that is just all up in the church buildings, the hypocrite, the hypocrite. AKA the church boy, AKA the church actor. And y'all know women, you see this man all the time. And I'm about to tell you like how this man is. He comes to the church building. He profess to be saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. But, when he or before, before he walk out that church building, he flirting with the fellow, with the singles in the church. He he giving hits or numbers. He's sexting, maybe in church. He texting, maybe in church. He doing whatever social media things that people be doing because I'm not into them dating sites or whatever. Mm-mm, I don't deal with those, but whatever that, he be doing that too in church. And then when he get out of church, he lives a whole different life. You wouldn't even know the man was saved. He flirt with the women at work. Then let's see some other characteristics. He curse. 
continually. Okay, that's one. He's having sex. He's having sex. And if he's single, he's supposed to be having sex. Okay, he's having sex. He's smoking. Reefer, I think we call it, we're more like weed. He's vaping. He's drinking alcohol, getting drunk. He's partying. He's clubbing. He's on all these things. But yet, he's walking up in the church building as a preacher, as a praise team leader, as a musician. Hmm. Thou hypocrites. Thou hypocrites. So, ladies, if a man is trying, if a man is telling you to sex, sex, to do sexting, you can't be a dummy and think just because he a minister, deacon, or brother that this man is saved. He ain't saved. Because if Jesus was to come back that very second, he'd go to hell. So stop. You can't think this man is walking in holiness if he asking you to text your body parts to him. Talk nasty to me. However they talk to see, I don't know, y'all. I'm single, single. I ain't talking to nobody, so I don't know how the conversation and things be going. But however, if it's nasty and sexual, he shouldn't be asking you to do that because y'all are not married. No. So thou hypocrite. Because if, if you, if that brother is in church preaching, teaching, talking about, singing about one thing, but he lives another life outside of church, he's not holy. He's a hypocrite. Actually, he ain't even part of the church. But y'all call him church boy. I don't want to call him that. You just a hypocrite. And so, y'all. Women, don't be fooled. And see, the thing about it is, y'all, I never was attracted to church boys. Because, see, I'm real. I'm real. If I was going to live for the devil, or I lived for the devil, and I didn't act like I was saved. Now that I'm saved, I'm living for Christ for real, and I'm totally sold out to him. So it was like always either or for me. So that's why I was always, when the, when. The devil took over my mind and I started to do what I, just what I wanted to do. Because some things were things I wanted to do. The devil just made a way for me to do it. So when I began to, when I left the church, anyway, before I left, her, left the church building, I used to be attracted to like rough men, hard men, like just hard, bold, rough type of men, rough around the edges, they call them hard, bold a unapologetic type of men like i was in, uh, attracted to these church boys once i got like 18 because i'm like like i don't want that and so i was attracted to them i believe like when i look back because they was real they was real to themselves like they was the real them like this whatever they presented that's who they was and it was like like nothing to hide i knew i knew for the most part, how they was. And that, and I chose to accept how they was and they came out and opened how they was, the men that was out in the world that I dated. So I just couldn't stand somebody. I never could stand to be with someone that is fake. Like, hey, be the real you. If you, if you want to live for you, okay, you want to live for the devil, that's you. But don't fake it and come up in the church and then live another way outside. And so when I was in the world, I was talking to these worldly men. They wasn't caring about church, they didn't care. They was living their life how they wanted to live it. And it was real about it. This is me. 
And so now that I'm on the Lord's side, I'm attracted to real godly men. So it's like, hey, you got to live what you talking about in this church building. And I'm going to make sure that I watch your life to make sure that it's happening. And so it's either or. And that's why I just like, I can never stand a hypocrite. Like, ill. it's unattractive. Be real. Be a man. Golly. Stand up for yourself and be who you say you are. And so I... That's probably why I, I was attracted to the other people, the other, you know, people that was not saved when I was, uh, you know, growing up as 18, 19, 20 um, around the church. Because like I said, I had walked out, but any walked away from my teachings. But let's be real, men, if you hear me, be real, like be the real you, either you saved or you're not. And so if it's a Holy Ghost filled lady, she don't want nobody that's unsaved. So you do need to give your life to God, not for the sake of her, but the sake that you need to give your life to God and have a relationship with God for yourself. And so you can lead her and your family. It just makes sense. But don't fake and act like you somebody that you're not. God is not pleasing. God is going to get you because it's deception. So anyway, these church actors and hip these hypocrites, women, Stop, look, watch, and pray. Because I promise you, like somebody was saying, I think it was Sunday, like professional, professional hypocrites, professional. I mean, they might have the best looking suit, well-groomed, be speaking in some kind of tongue, dancing up down the aisle. Man, they probably could even preach. But don't, but don't follow them after church because their whole life is different. And you know, you know signs of somebody that's saying something in the church, but then their lifestyle is different. You know. So don't be a dummy. Like, don't be a dummy and ruin your whole life because you were so hot and ready to get married that you chose to ignore the red flag that this man was a hypocrite. Ain't no way. I got to have a godly man and hear from God for real. Because these men are talking something they spiritual. They're not. If they're not, if what you hear from God is contradicting the Holy Scriptures, you are not who you say you are. You need to get in the presence of God so He can fill you with the Holy Ghost and you can interpret these scriptures correctly. But anyway, these people talking about they spiritual again. You match what match up what they saying according to God's holy word. So. Don't even spend time with a hypocrite because they will try to convince you that what they saying is true. Don't do it. Cut that man off. You see how that man? No, you cannot have my phone number. You already talked to half girls in the church. You got to be strong. You, you, cannot, you got to be confident in who you are as a kingdom woman of God. Don't settle for less. We're going to go on. And I got to read these scriptures. Hold on, hold on. Because, mm -mm. Be ye holy for I'm holy. Be, be holy in all manner of conversation. That's all conduct. If he's not, if he's not holy in all conduct, thou hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. First Peter 1, 15 through 16. You should know them by their fruits. And this was talking about false prophets, but it, it applies to any person that's claiming to be something they're not. Check the fruit. Because the fruit don't lie. Matthew 7, 16 through 18. Every good tree bringing forth good fruit. 
But a corrupt tree bringing forth evil fruit. So stop taking up for the man. If, if, if he bringing forth evil fruit, he's an evil tree. He's not good. He's a hypocrite. Stop it. Don't get married to him. That's Matthew 7, 16 through 18. Now, it didn't say, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Okay. Even as he is righteous, which is God. He that committeth sin is of the devil. Let me say it again. He that committeth sin is of the devil. So you got these people be like, he sinned, she sinned, we all sin. No, we all. We all are not sinning. No, we don't make a practice of sinning. So if you see him making excuses for his sin, he's a hypocrite. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. 1 John 3, 7 and 8. Because it says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So what? Come on, he's a hypocrite. You see him keep deliberately sinning? No! You are of the devil. You are of your father, the devil. You are a hypocrite because you acting like you somebody in church, the church building. But when you go out, you're a whole different person. It's a shame when people don't even know that you belong to a church. Or they may know, but they're like, ain't no way. Why are you even going to the church building? And I'm not saying that you will not, that you, you may, you may find yourself fall into a sin. I'm talking about you are not making a practice of sinning. That is what I'm talking about. Because if you're making a practice of sinning, you're a sinner and you're not a saint. So, ladies, don't be don't be deceived of for the hypocrite. No, 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 of the hypocrite. Let him keep going on about his merry way until he get his life together and decide he want to be serious about God. Number two, this is a biggie. And this is... this. These three men is probably why I'm talking to my sister. She a year younger than me. While me and her is still single, but joyfully single. Because these three type of men is what you mainly see in a church. Like you hardly ever see a godly man that's sold out to the kingdom. Like you hardly ever see this type of man. But that's why I'm giving you these three type of counterfeits. But you hardly ever see the godly man. And I talked about some characteristics of the godly man last week. Check, check out my podcast. But this is a biggie. This is a biggie because we are 30. I'm 39 years old and she's 38. And so this is a biggie because we're older. So most of the men, well, I ain't going to say most, but a lot of the men that we come across have been married before. And they're working on a second or third marriage. And that's a problem when you are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because we're about to read some scriptures, and I may or may not read all of them. But I, for one, do not want a divorced man. And I'm going to tell you why, because it goes against scripture. Uh, first of all, if the man is divorced and he has a wife, he has a wife, he has a family, that's that's against God. Like, that's breaking up. Like the home, the home was already torn because of the divorce, but now you are, you are like, you are adding to the dysfunction, adding to the confusion because you decide that you want to take somebody else's husband, his behind should have stayed with his own wife and work things out, especially if he was saved, saved, fine, filled the whole Now, I am going to read about scripture that 
whatever God had put together, let no man put asunder. Because, like, for instance, if you got married to somebody that was already married, <laughs> then that really is not your, that really is not your husband anyway. So getting a divorce from him is fine because that man was already married. So that that's different. That's different if that man, if that man had, I'm saying if that man had married uh, a lady that already had been married before and he realized that that is wrong and he divorced her, that's fine because she already supposed to be with somebody, her other husband anyway. So that is fine. That's different. I'm talking about strictly, let me get, let me make this clear. I'm talking about if you, you, a marriage, okay, you talking to someone that have got a divorce from someone and that spouse is still living. Like, I just wouldn't even want to face that woman. I wouldn't even want to face that woman because it's like, no, you have her husband. That is her husband. He needs to go back and be reconciled to his wife. So I'm not even in that type of business. So it's like, if you are divorced, like, I have no deals with you. I don't care if you claim to be saved. I don't care if you claim to be saved or not. No dealings with someone that is, when I say no dealings, let me make this clear. I'm talking about, I don't want to get married to someone that is divorced. And definitely not get married to someone that, no, and, and bluntly says that he's married. Oh, no. Be like, oh, I'm about to divorce my wife. What? Okay, he gonna do you just like that. So anyway, we say sanctified. I'm talking to my saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost people. Stop it. Leave these men that got divorced, that got divorced from their wife. You tell that man to go back to his wife and be reconciled to his wife. Get things straight with his wife. Go to God for his wife. But no, be it far from me. Let me read these scriptures. 1 Corinthians 7, 39. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 7, 39. So the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. So if that man is not saying that his wife passed away and is no longer living, then you need to tell him to go back to be reconciled with his wife. Because I just, my heart really hurts that people really think that like God would say it's okay for you to divorce your wife you got a wife, you have a you have a family and everything over here, but you think God is telling you to divorce your wife. Divorce your wife and go marry somebody else. Like I feel so bad. Like I, I honestly I'm thinking about that other woman and what she is going through and what she is feeling. I, I would never be able to come to something like that. That's why I wouldn't even get it started. No, no. Be like, mm, you've been married before? He said, yes. Okay. Um, did she pass away? He said, no. Okay. I need you to be reconciled back with your uh, wife. Have a nice day. And then be like, why? If you want to show, oh, do you want me to show you in the word of God where it say that the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth? Oh, okay. I can show you that verse. And I'm about to show you some more. All right. So look at the Pharisees. 
Mark 10, 2 through 12, the Pharisees came to him, we talking about Jesus, and asked him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife? Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, tempting him? And he answered, see, tempting him. They be trying to, the Pharisees, I'm talking about these religious folk without no relationship. They be trying to get you caught up in some mess so they can please their flesh. But Jesus always so smooth and so wise. He always come back with what needs to be said. Glory to God. So, and he answered and said unto them, what did Moses command you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement. And to put her away. This is what Moses did. And Jesus answered and said unto them. For the hardness of your heart. He wrote you this precept. But from the beginning. But from the beginning of the creation. God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. And cleave to his wife. And they twain shall be one flesh. So then that they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. So what God has joined together, you stand before God, I'm saying, this my wife, this my husband. No man should be able to put it asunder in the court of law, nowhere else. And I'm talking about if that man, if that man that you married, if that man that you married, Never been married, like when he got his first wife, he never been married, then he need to go back to that wife. But if that wife was married, hear clearly, if that wife was married to someone and then he married her, then God didn't put them together because she already had a husband. So then you can't get a divorce because she, she belonged to somebody else anyway. So that's what I'm saying right there. Now, that's when you got the leeway out when she already had belonged to somebody else because she was married before. You got you can be out of that because God didn't put you together with somebody that was already married. All right. So we're going to go on. And in the house, his disciples asked him again of the same matter. And he said unto them, whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another, whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committed adultery against her. And he said unto them, whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another, committed adultery against her. Adultery, which is a sin. And if a woman shall put away her husband, that's what I'm telling you women, be careful, and be married to another, she committed adultery. So, if you send up here, you get a divorce, your wife, your, your wife, because I'm saying this because we are women, you get a divorce, for instance, this person get a divorce, this man get a divorce, his wife is still living. He's committing adultery with you because his wife is still alive. Get it? Wife is still alive. So he's committing adultery because it don't matter what man say. We go by what the word of God said. And it said the wife that is still your wife, if she is still alive. So if he marry you, he is committing adultery with you. He's committing adultery. And you're going to be committing fornication because that's really not your husband. Because he belongs to someone else.
So try to understand it on today. And if you women put away your husband and get married somebody else, then you commit an adultery with that other person. So that's why women, I'm trying to tell y'all, don't be a fool. If you save sanctified filled the Holy Ghost, marry somebody that saves sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost, and you see them living for Christ. You went through the premarital counseling. You took them to your pastor. Yes. And, and you seen this man life. You seen him. God gave you a clear conscience and a peace about him. Because once you get married, it's till death do you part. You get married to somebody else. And your husband's still living, you are committing adultery. So you need to get in your mindset, your mindset, I'm going to marry in the Lord. I'm going to marry who God tells me to marry. Glory to God. Because this is this is too close. I can't be committing no sin. No, and think it's not, because it is. It's sin. So we're gonna go on. That's Mark 10, 2 through 12. Luke 16 through 18 also say, whoever put away his wife and married another committed for adultery. Whoever put away his wife and married another committed adultery. And whosoever married her that is put away from her husband committed for adultery. Luke 16, 18. We can go on and on. Romans 7, 2 through 3. For the woman which have a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. Let's say it again. For the woman which have a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. So when y'all hear me say marriage is to death, do you are idiots? You are bound to your husband. You are bound to your husband so long as he liveth. That's why I encourage y'all. That's why I have this Unworthy podcast. Think, think, pray, pray. Send them to your pastor with your spiritual leadership. Seek the Lord because marriage is to death. Do you part? Okay, we're going to go on. Don't be, don't, I'm telling y'all. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So if he die and then you want to remarry, that's fine because he's dead and you lose from the law. Okay? So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man. She shall be called an adulteress. The Bible is telling us the truth. Why are we picking and choosing what we want to do and not to do? The Bible clearly say, so then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. And this is why? Lord knows this is why I was like, I'm not married. I'm not married. <laughs> the man that I was in that relationship with, with my children, my children, Mm-mm. no, I love him. I love him with the love of the Lord. But Lord knows, I was like, I'm not marrying this man because I know if I know I can't get out of this unless he died. And I'm not about to be frustrated, aggravated, annoyed, and, and, and just miserable for most of my life or the rest of my life because I chose to make a dumb decision and marry him just because we have children. That's dumb. So I was like, no, no, I ain't about to marry this man. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I already see the characteristics. I already see it. I'm not marrying this man. <laughs> so I take the word of God that serious. Like, no, I know I can't marry another man once I get married unless he die. So women, sanctify women. Holy Ghost filled women. Take 
this serious. Take this serious. Stay in the will of God for your life and marry the man that God has for you and that God has confirmed to you because he will confirm it. He will give you a piece about it. Take him to your pastor. He, if whatever you don't see, surely your pastor gonna pick it up and see it. Cause your pastor is God man's servant. Your pastor is standing in the gap. He's watching for your soul. So trust me, if you don't see it, if you miss something, pastor surely gonna see it. Now, but if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. And that's Romans seven two through three. So. Ain't no way that I would want to get in a marriage and then be wishing every day that this man died. Cause that's not real. That's not the way of God. <laughs> so that's why I'm telling you singles, like you really need to see God for your spouse. And then it says marriage is honorable. It's such an honorable thing. Get married to the right person in the Lord. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but homemongers and adulterers, God will judge Hebrews 13 and four. So judgment is coming. And we already read if you how you can become a daughter or a daughteress. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to get married and then get remarried and become a adulteress. You don't want to do that. So I'm telling y'all to think because you're gonna have to appear before God and then say, all whoremongers and adulterers. God will judge. And you don't want to get up to the judgment seat of God and go to hell for getting married twice. Like, no. See, that is so, so a thin line. It's a thin line. And so I know if the Bible is saying it's somebody, I don't want, I don't want to put my thoughts in it. I want to read it just as it's saying. And so I I can't take, I can't take or make excuses or or just come up with my way. I have to make sure I'm like, no, if the Bible is saying this, like I believe it as face value and I can't get myself in this situation. I cannot. So I pray. I say, Lord, help me do things the right way. And if it's a divorced man, if he talking about his, he still got a living wife. I don't want to talk to you. And I'm encouraging you other Holy Ghost single, Holy Ghost single women. Don't talk to them. They still have a living spouse. Do not talk to them on the level of relationship as in leading to marriage. No. Go back to your wife and be reconciled or stay separate. But you ain't about to get married to me because I ain't getting caught up in those second marriages. Oh no. And anyway, my desire is to experience that with my husband for the first time. Both of us is experiencing marriage. That's my desire. Glory to God. And so we're going to go on. I try not to go. But this is this is becoming a trend. And these are the three top, the three top, like, single men. And they're not really single. they still bound by the law to their to their uh, wife. So anyway, these are the top three men that you be seeing that's trying to either conversate with you, talk to you on that kind of level leading to marriage. And I'm like, the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. If I know, uh-uh, I'm going to ask you. These are questions that I'm going to ask. First of all, are you gay? Second of all, are you a transsexual? Third of all, have you ever been married? Is your wife still living? Is she still living? Goodbye. I have nothing else to say to you. 
I pray for you, whatever prayer you get back with your wife, wonderful, but we not conversating on a close, intimate level anymore. It's cut off because you need to get back with your wife if that's possible. If it's not, and y'all say, separate, okay, but you ain't about to marry me. I ain't getting mixed up with that. Nope. So stay away, singles, from the divorced man and definitely stay away from the married man. That's just disgusting. You know this man is married to a woman and you trying to sleep with them and talk to them? What kind of woman are you? You need to have some confidence in yourself. Don't be ooh, settling for being a sneaky link. Ooh, and even if you ain't a sneaky link and the wife even know, what about you? How you going to come in second to another woman? Oh, Lord, no. Uh-uh. Now, you sure ain't saved if you doing that anyway. But uh, anyway, I'm talking to the safe, sanctified women. So I'm going to go on because I know y'all safe, 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 sanctified women is not trying to talk to a man that you know married still with his wife. Ain't no way. So we're going to go on. Number three. Number three because I'm about to end this. Number three. The good man. And y'all that's listening on my podcast, the good man. The good man. And I say that with quotations because the good man is described as a man that has good values um he's uh mentally stable emotionally stable financially stable um he even goes through the church building but he's not safe so we put quotes around the good man and so when this type of man approach you you still gotta say uh, no, I'm not interested at this time because see, you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. He's not saved, sanctified, with, filled with the Holy Ghost. He needs to get Jesus for himself. He needs to be saved for himself. So you have to leave the good man alone and let him get his relationship with Christ right. So it's not good enough. And I'm going to read these scriptures because it's like, no. And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God, Mark 10, 18. So if this man don't have the Holy Spirit, he can be, you can say good naturally, but not an all around good man because there's only one good man. And so if he don't have God's spirit, he's not really a good man in God's eyes because there's only one good and that's one, that's Jesus Christ. So if you have Jesus Christ spirit in you, then you are a good man. But without that, you're not. And then another scripture say Romans 8, 9, like, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So he don't belong to God if he don't have his spirit. So he's not a good man in God's eyesight. Now, he might be good by, um, you know, like his values, like I said, different things that he stand for and believe on, how he carry yourself. But there's only one good. That's Christ. And again, if you have Christ's spirits, Christ's spirit, that is what makes you good. None of us are good on our own. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. This is another reason why that, that saying a person is good is not good enough. But the natural man, which is a, could be a good man, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. He do not receive. He receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, but they are foolishness unto him. They are foolishness. And that's why I was getting aggravated when I was with my children's father when I was in sin. It was foolishness to him. He couldn't even understand what I was trying to get him to do according to God's word. And I can't force a man to do nothing. But he didn't even come to that conclusion for himself. 
And I pray that one day he will be saved, but he's not my husband. But I'm still praying that one day he will be saved because I don't want nobody to go to hell. But anyway, back to what I was saying. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So I was just aggravating my own self because he can't understand. They spiritually discerned. First Corinthians 2.14, this is why it's important that you not settle for someone that's just considered good, but not good according to God, because he's not going to understand the spiritual. And in these days and times, we are in spiritual warfare and some things that don't meet the eye, you're going to have to see it in the spirit. And if that man is blind spiritually, he cannot lead your family in Christ. In the natural things of life, yes, but not in Christ. Some things God wants to reveal to the man of the house. And he's not going to be able to reveal these things because he's not going to understand it. Because he don't have the spirit of God. That's why it's important for you not settle for the good man. Because we want to be on the same page when it comes to us being obedient to the instructions of God. To God's voice. Because some things, again, he's going to show the man that he's not going to show the wife. That's why I cannot just marry a good man. He has to be a godly man. And if he is good, it's good because he has the spirit of Christ in him. And he's been obedient to the word of God. So we got to be very careful, very careful, very careful. Because the Holy Ghost being in the young man's life is important. Your husband's life is important. He needs to be a godly man that can lead you and your family. Not just know of worldly things. No, not just how to be successful in the world because see, one day this world going to burn up. So where are we going to spend eternity? So what the decisions he make need to be based on eternity. From here to eternity. Now we have to live on here. So he needs to have wisdom on how to deal with man and how to deal with the relationship with God. So both natural and spiritual. We don't want to leave none lacking. But the spiritual life, I'm talking about godly spiritual, should succeed, supersede the natural life. Because one day we're going to have an eternal body that won't die. And we want to spend it in eternal peace with God. You want your children to spend an eternal peace with God. You want your husband to come with you with eternal peace in God. So I'm telling you, make make life a little easier on yourself, women. And don't settle for the counterfeit. Don't settle for the counterfeit. Neither three of these men, the hypocrite, a.k.a. the church boy, a.k.a. the church actor. Mm -mm. Numbers two, the divorced man or the married man. Three, what was three, y'all? <laughs> the good man. The good man. And when I say the good man, quotes, people call him good, but God is not saying he's good. Good is not good enough unless you have God's spirit inside of you that makes you good. So in my conclusion, I want you ladies to trust in God. The Bible say trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. Oh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. He does this, he does this, he does this in the church, he does it. But is he saved though? Is he obeying the Bible though? Do we even go to the church building? Is he under spiritual leadership? Do we have accountability? Do we have a pastor that watched for his soul? Or is he just out here doing whatever he want to do? So, no, 
Anyway, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct. And all, acknowledge him means God. All your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Don't be wise in what you want to do. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's why you're seeking God. You respect God. You respect what God say through his word. You respect what God say through his manservant, through the preacher, through the pastor. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37 and 4. Like if you find delight in God, enjoyment and pleasure in God and your relationship with him as a single, he is going to give you the desires of your heart. And your desires is not going to be against God's word and instruction. Because the Bible say, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So if, your, if his word is in your heart, then he's going to give you the desires of your heart, which is going to line up with the scripture. It's not going to go in contrast to the scripture. It's going to line up to the scripture. Glory to God. And so find your pleasure. Find your enjoyment in him until he send your kingdom, man of God. Because he will do it. But you need to find pleasure and enjoyment in Christ and contentment in Christ. Until you do that, you don't even need to get married. Because there's something wrong with you because you, you still void. You need to be full with the spirit and full of joy, full of peace, confident in who you are in God. And then he's going to add someone to compliment you, compliment that greatness. Y'all are going to be greater together and advance the kingdom of God together. Even in the natural, you're going to make him better. He's going to make you better. Some, some qualities or whatnot, I might not say qualities, some things that he may be lacking in, you're going to feel that. I'm not saying you're feeling a void in his life that only God can feel. I'm talking about you feeling a place that he needed help in. He's going to feel a place that you needed help and assistance in. And woo, you come together and you're greater together for the kingdom of God. You are the king. You belong to the kingdom of God on earth. And we are the light. And you are representative of Christ and the church. That's why I don't understand why we don't take this seriously. We are representatives. When we get married, that's a representative of Christ and the church. Christ and the church. That's why you need not to settle for the hypocrite, the divorced man, or the divorced or married man, or the just a good man. You need a godly man so he can love you as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He sacrificed himself for it. He has so much forgiveness, so compassion. For it. He did so much for us that we can't even pay him back. We can never pay him back. So if you have a man that be like, oh, well, 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 we got to level the field. Like we, we supposed to do the same thing. No, like you supposed to come in expecting, knowing that you are doing more, way more, putting more in. Not that I want to put a heavy load on you, but you realize as a man that this is my responsibility to take care of you and the family sacrifice glory to god and so don't settle for these the the the, mm -mm, the good man the, the the divorced married man or the um or the what's the first one y'all mm -mm, or divorced married man or the hypocrite don't do it 
You want to live at peace in your marriage. I look at my parents been married for 40 years. It's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. Because they work together. He's Holy Ghost field and she's Holy Ghost field. It's beautiful. So let's make the right decisions. Let's make the right decisions. So we can have less pain and confusion in our marriage. Let's get our marriage started off right. Glory to God. So we God will God will bless our marriage because God ain't gonna bless no mess. <laughs> He's just not. So we need to make sure that we are getting married in the will of God. Glory to God. And so I pray that this uh this episode bless someone to please be encouraged to wait on your hubby and not to counterfeit. Well, if y'all have any questions, you need a church home. I belong to the City of Refuge Church in Batesville, Mississippi. Under the leadership of Bishop Calvin C. Wiley Sr., you want to grow in the Lord, glory to God. You want a church family, glory to God. We're here for you. Check us out, glory to God. So anyway, I pray that you all will have a blessed, blessed rest of your night. Peace out.